You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. This is the Voluntary Vixens, and we are recording tonight on a Friday afternoon or evening, depending on which <laughs> where you are at. And uh, we have a special guest today. We have Diana Death. She has been in multiple bands since she was 15. Um, one of the bands that she's in now is uh, Razor Knights, and she plays uh, guitar and she sings for that. Uh, but which is so badass. <laughs> I know she's just like awesome. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to have her on to talk about is freedom of speech, because in the music industry, that seems to be a dying, a dying death, dying. <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone claims to be rebellious and an outsider and misunderstood until it's time to actually do rebellious outsider misunderstood shit and mm-hmm. and then you know i'm always the cheese that stands alone always since i was a little kid it's always <laughs> been that way i've always <laughs> been the one person with a dissenting view it's, it's just in my chromosomes my dna somehow yeah and maybe maybe science will advance to such a point where they will be able to isolate the rebellious gene and then people like me just won't have to exist anymore like down syndrome people i was gonna say don't give them any ideas yeah don't <laughs> and um, that's what they want to do i think well i mean i've already that's what seen they've done in iceland that's what yeah, yeah. and, and yep. some scandinavian countries you know that people claim are so they're so progressive, so progressive right <laughs> yeah they didn't they didn't end Down syndrome. They just ended the population with Down syndrome. There's a difference. I, I hate how they try to frame it. But anyway, I don't even yeah, know how we got talking up. on eugenics so early <laughs> in the evening. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a radical topic, and um, I think uh, like you were you were already saying or Jesse was alluding to, it's um having unpopular opinions in the entertainment industry, whether it's, you know, films, Hollywood or music as, um, as you're clearly involved in, you know, and we, we know, I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, Eric July. Um, yes. Yes. So I, I, like, I'm kind of putting you guys in like a similar category right now. Like he's this rap artist, anarcho-capitalist, and then you're like this, what would you describe? Okay, so I am a noob, and what would you describe <laughs> music as? Like, whether it's now or kind of always, like, what have you brought to the table musically? Um, I, well, 
I'm Generation X, so I grew up okay. with MTV and uh, heavy metal and Quiet Riot and Molly Crew and all that stuff. Molly Crew is my favorite band for you know <laughs> fifth and sixth grade. But then I discovered <laughs> punk because yes. I went to a school that was seventh through twelfth. Mm-hmm. So I I was a twelve year old kid seeing other kids that were a little bit older than I was, but they didn't fit in either, but they didn't care that mm. they didn't fit in. And they, they actually drew strength from the fact that they didn't fit in. And I, I, I could relate to that. That resonated with me a lot. So then I, I consciously made the decision, you know, around 12 or whatever. That's when I started teaching myself electric guitar mm-hmm. and, uh, dedicating my life to being this person, this rebellious rock and roll person. I found my life's focus. I found something that made sense for me to do. And last month I had my birthday. I just turned 44 and it's still the only thing that makes sense to me. And it makes Mm -hmm. more sense to me now than as an adolescent, which is crazy because I mean, people think, uh, you should outgrow these mm-hmm. things, but my principles of freedom of speech, individual expression, uh, shunning outside influence, whether it be the government, the media, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, even what your teacher said, you have to question authority. That's, I mean, to me, that was the punk rock ethos and, and, ethics so I'm still that way and it it it's more important to me now my individuality and my freedom of speech when I thought I I thought I was oppressed as a teenager because I I was a minor and I had no Mm. rights but now I'm a grown-ass adult Mm -hmm. and I'm like wait whoa now shit's really you know on an authoritarian tip getting quite weird and I, I feel like growing up punk prepared me for this time you know it gave me that that armor so I guess if I had to put a label on myself my my outlook my mentality you know my lifestyle whatever it would be anarcho-punk just because Mm -hmm. I don't know that's the closest thing I can I can find to describe uh, how I feel inside i don't know it's a philosophy to me anarchism more Mm -hmm. than an economic system i know that that people suck which is why (laughs) i'm an individualist and Uh not a collectivist because i know through life experience and observation and trying to keep so many bands together collectives together uh, that would all go wrong for some reason i've been in like 20 something bands and they've, they've all gone wrong and, and, and drifted apart or exploded apart for whatever reason. So I know collectivism doesn't work, even if you have a common goal. We have, you know, every band has a common goal, supposedly, and people can't make mm-hmm. it work. So I know that <laughs> that's not, collectivism isn't for me. I, like, I, I don't know. That's a really good, like, analogy or, or a microcosm. Um, you know, even like you just said, even a band, a very small group of people with, a, with you know, generally the yeah. same goal, like all of you as a band, be successful together. If four you guys or five co- people average, you know, it's like four yeah, right? or five yeah. people. <laughs> if you guys collect, like even in that small of a collective. 
can't make it work. So, yeah. Boom. Okay. Anarchist state for me exists in here. Um, and that's where, I mean, I don't want anyone to be an authority over me, nor do I want to be an authority over anyone else. I just want to be left alone. I'm very much an individualist and I just don't get how everything's changed so much to where status quo is the thing. And, mm-hmm. and to even ask a few questions is like, you're a horrible person. You're a trash human being. I get called mm. all the time. You're a trash human being. Or a fucking piece of shit, you know. <laughs> um, that's a very good uh, impression of those people in the comments. <laughs> Comment below, <Yeah>. bitches. <laughs> and it's usually people that have locked accounts, can't mm-hmm. see what they look like, or if I can see what they look like, they have very weak genetics, and that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> Back to eugenics. That's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just saying. You can tell. Off. You can tell. The the young dudes that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the since you've, you've grown up kind of in the punk scene, so you have seen all kinds of like just the evolution of the music scene and the people behind it, and I'm just curious because. When Trump became president, did how did the punk scene scene kind of become after that? Well, one venue in town, uh, not the only, several bars in town uh, decided it would be a good idea to just put fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump stickers all over the place, and that became a thing. And hashtag fuck Trump, fuck Trump. How aesthetic. <laughs> and, you know, just that whole thing and, and just became tiresome to me. But, uh, yeah, I didn't tell anyone who I voted for, but people could just tell. They could just sniff it out somehow that I wasn't as miserable and uptight <laughs> as they were after the election. So they kind of figured out that I didn't vote for Hell Dog. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Yeah, and if you don't hate Trump as much as they do, then you're you might as well just love Trump to them. Yeah, exactly. So. It's very I, okay, my thing is okay. I don't I don't see nothing wrong with Trump. I don't see nothing. Oh, he's so crude and rude and offensive. Uh, so am I. <laughs> oh, he yeah. He he's from New York. He's from Queens, like the Ramones, like Johnny Thunders, like that. New York people just have a certain flavor to them. And, and I appreciate that flavor. I appreciate that directness. I appreciate that, you know, rough around the edges kind of shit. I like big city people, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't find Trump offensive. I find fake, yeah. nice shit. Fake, nice, agreeable, sanitized for your consumption kind of shit. That's what I find offensive. Being lied mm-hmm. to routinely. Or, being lied you know, to, being gaslit, being yeah. gas patronized, yep. and being trying to be redefined on their terms as Latinx and just shit oh, like that. Man. It just adds up. It all adds up, and I, I don't, uh, I, I don't fucking like any of this shit. <laughs> I just don't like <laughs> any of it. The yeah. PC thing, like in the nineties, 
I used to go to anarchist youth meetings and, and most everyone was vegetarian, vegan, um, you know, just uh, pushing this idea of egalitarianism and we're anti-sexist, we're anti-racist and, and we care about animal rights and, and all this stuff. And that was, that's cool. I mean, I'm still like that. that. That is how I still am. But even in the 90s, people would try to push it too far mm-hmm. and uh, try to get too virtue signally, you know. And, but we would, we would keep each other in check. We'd be like, dude, don't be a PC Nazi. Like, mm-hmm. don't be a PC Nazi. That was our, our term. Don't be a PC Nazi. And uh, I don't know. Like, everything's just gone. Everyone's a PC Nazi now. That's the mainstream. It's not the little fringe in the anarchist collective, you know, youth meeting. It's our government. It's everything now. The fucking mm-hmm. far, 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 far. Uh, it's not even about egalitarianism anymore it's about equity well i think uh, it sounds like way too much i i think um and i don't know you can tell me how you feel about this but it sounds like honestly maybe a lot of those people are now showing their true colors and so even if they might have fit in with that group in that niche at that point like and you know they were for for egalitarianism in the idea and like the romantic idea about it that it is like you know everybody's equal we are all equals under the mm-hmm. eyes of, under, in the eyes of god or in the eyes of the maker in the eyes of right whatever exactly. the hell reason we're all here we are all equal or at least start out as equal and you know everything else is up to us you know what yeah, we, we deserve to respect. be Yes. I still believe everyone deserves equal respect. I still believe that, you know, but people take this shit too fucking far. And then they try to make uh, intersectionality, which just cuts people into further and further smaller categories and, and classifications. It dehumanizes people. They try so hard to humanize that they actually end up dehumanizing. I don't know. It's just really Mm -hmm. odd to me and I can't relate (laughs) I can't relate (laughs) and we don't want to think that it's similar to like what you were saying about the band you know it's like when you're trying to all unite together to do something somebody has to kind of give up on something and so when you're trying to do a collective of like thousands of people it's like some there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to give up on maybe their core values just so they can fit into the collective and yeah, that's and just really keep it operating. Go. Yeah. I mean, you're basically just like kind of cutting out a part of yourself just so that you can fit Maintain. into this thing. Yep. Compromise yeah. is a nice word for it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Nah, that makes sense. Good comparison. And I, and I feel like, especially in the punk, like all the music scene, I think every musician wants to stand out and be unique in their own way. Right. That's what, that's what you're doing. Um, it's an art form, but even especially like the punk scene, every punk band or every punk artist has like they want to be themselves. And that is kind of like what I see it as. Or I remember it as growing up because I'm, I'm 42. So I'm <laughs> I mean, I'm with you, the Gen X. So I remember like growing up and and that being kind of like the big deal. It's like, look at this unique individual, you know, look at this band. They're doing something really different here. Right. And now it's like, if you're not towing the line, you're not even allowed to play anymore. 
And it's cool that you mentioned it, Eric July, because it seems like all of us artists who have been shunned, canceled, mm-hmm. banned from whatever, we all tend to find each other. We all, Peter Feliciano, uh, Dream Machine, Barbie Cutie, uh, me, you know, we all, the Marine Rapper and Topher, like we all end up finding each other, just people that don't fit in or have a different idea of what the mainstream wants to push. Uh, actual, real, countercultural, underground music, we, mm-hmm. we tend to find each other. And I love that. I just, I love that. Uh, it feels warm and fuzzy when I, when I see, oh, and, and the list keeps getting added to, apparently, Van Morrison. Oh, uh, yeah. He, Ian Brown from the mm-hmm. Stone Roses. Uh, yep, I've been following him. I've been following him <laughs> on Twitter this year. <laughs> it's uh, been Johnny Rotten talking awesome. about anarcho punk. I mean, he's the OG of anarcho punk, mm-hmm. really. And you know, being offensive, whatever offensive means, and uh, he's still that way. He's still irking squares and dorks and and i feel (laughs) but yeah me too hey that's what punk is you're offending squares and dorks and cucks and losers and just you know and and that's what makes it so it's fun for me I think it's because you're you're exposing the absurdity of their ideas in front of right straight in their face, and they have to be. It's like they have to look at themselves in the mirror, and I like that about punk because it really is like one of the songs that you guys sing. Um, it's not the one that you sent me. It's the cocaine song. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs because it really is just blatant straight. It's like straight in your face what that is all about. It's funny because our lead singer Mario yeah. Moonrunner he. He's straight edge. I mean, he doesn't even drink nothing, no cigarettes. <laughs> he does nothing. And me, I've never snorted cocaine not once in my entire fucking life. But and that's a misconception. People think, oh, we have a song called Cocaine. That must mean we're on cocaine. No, it, it's we're talking about people we know whose lives have been ruined mm, by cocaine. Yeah. You know, like I used to have employment. Now I have cocaine, you know. Yeah, so <laughs> I used to love that, my kids. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to love my children. I used to love my lady, and <laughs> yeah, now I love. But now I'm the life of the party. You know, we're making fun of that whole thing, and I'm glad you picked up on that. That it's not, it's not literally like literal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate. I'm not it's not an endorsement. Person, <laughs> I'm not a hateful person. I don't hate people based on their race. I don't hate people based on whatever, but I do hate people that say like literally or <laughs> who begin their sentences with the word literal, literally, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> Fuck you. I hate you. If you start your sentence with literally, blah, 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 blah. I hate you. Literally. Trump is that's, my, that's my only, um, actual hate speech that I know of, that I can, (laughs) that I can acknowledge of myself as, yeah, okay, this, this is hate speech. (laughs) That's, 
Everything else <laughs> is just comedy. Everything else I, I say is just comedy. And people who know me, either they get, I mean, they've known me for years and I've always been politically incorrect. But some people, even the ones who've known me for years, have decided that uh, my jokes aren't funny anymore. <laughs> mm. And I started noticing that in 2014, still in the Obama era, um, I, mm. I don't know, just shit got more uptight. Shit got way You're more right. uptight. And uh, I was on one. Facebook at the time. I got rid of my MySpace, which was a mistake, but I, I would, had this idea that I'm just going to have exclusive content on one website. If you want to find me, you have to go to this one place. So I got rid of my MySpace, said goodbye to Tom, and got a fucking lizard book. And uh, <laughs> It is lizard book. And then all of a sudden, in 2014, people's names on Facebook became a huge issue. And a lot of people, Facebook doesn't care what the fuck you call yourself, as long as people don't complain. Don't report if you. If someone complains, yep. yeah, if, if, if yep. no one reports you, you can, you can be ass face. And have you know, 223, whatever. Uh, but... During this October of 2014, there was this huge wave of people getting reported for their names. Mm -hmm. And I was one of them. And some one or some people, I don't know, decided to report me three times in one week. Somebody didn't and, have a life. And that, <laughs> that, yeah. And that was too much for Zook mm, to take. Okay. So I'm permanently, since October 30th, of 2014 I am permanently zooked wow. and <laughs> you missed and out on a crazy trash trash heap <laughs> yeah so you sure from, did. from you thought elsewhere though yeah yeah I thought that yeah that was fucked up so I had no choice really but to move my exclusive content to Twitter mm. and when I first joined Twitter it was yeah October 31st of 2014 and it was funny there was a lot of politically incorrect humor and and cheeky hashtags that I would you know participate in and people would haha -ha and retweet and haha -ha some more and just it was a fun funny light-hearted whimsical time <laughs> and uh, but then I, I the way I my journey my truth into this whole censorship online crap, I started noticing, well, when I got zooked, but then on Twitter, the weirdness started creeping in when a so-called fan, this guy that used to go see all, all, all my shows with my Johnny Thunders tribute band, I, have a, I do a Thunders tribute called Chinese Rocks, and he used to go to like, all the shows and mm -hmm. and anytime I would play in Los Angeles with any band actually um he'd be there and then he would follow me on Twitter and all this stuff and uh I don't know I I just started writing observations of things that I would I would notice in society and and talk shit and make fun and he got in my DMs the supposed friend, fan, whatever guy. Mm. 
got in my DMs and he said, you know what, Diana? I like it better when you write about these kind of things mm. rather when, than when you write about those kind of things. So maybe, you know, you should consider how you sound sometimes. And I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? Ew. Like, I, to me, there was no difference in these things and those things. They were all my observations. I didn't realize that something, some questions and shit that I was making fun of uh, weren't on the side of the DNC. I didn't know that. I was just making observations and talking shit like I always have. But he took a partisan slant, and I didn't know mm. that at first. Mm. So that I, uh, I disregarded. I was like, well, okay, whatever. He didn't like whatever. I don't even remember what it was that I tweeted that he didn't like. But okay, <laughs> some random guy didn't like my fucking tweet. Who cares? Yeah. And so I just <laughs> kept doing my thing, tweeting and whatever, making observations, talking shit. And then he made a public comment. He made a public comment about, um, Diana, this this type of of content that you're putting up, you're not showing your humanity. And I know you're better than this. And all the, you know, all all these like... (sighs) moralizing judgy you know finger wagging kind of shits and I was like dude if you don't like it don't fucking read it that's what I told him yeah and then he came back like reading at me and that's the first time I ever experienced someone really like "Ah." yeah reading in my in in my tweets like wow you know amongst people that I knew not just a random you know, yeah. people that considered me a friend of theirs or whatever, yeah. acquaintance or something. Uh, so I had to block him. She, she got so shrill. He got so shrill and so weird and, and so fucked up that I had to block him. And then he even wrote to my mom, found my mom. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and That's God. real and I, messed up and creepy. And I told her, I told her about what happened and she was like, ooh, fuck that, you know? Because she totally sees things my perspective. She's also politically incorrect. And we're both Mexican, like from Mexico. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I could, whatever. This intersectionality shit is so stupid and I could claim all kinds of stuff and try to benefit from my my immigrant status or whatever, you know. <laughs> but I don't. I, I I don't think it's the most important thing about me. I just don't. My ethnicity, the the color, the beigeness of me, <laughs> it's just not the most important thing. I don't consider. I don't know. But yeah, so 2014 started making me notice that. Oh wow. I'm writing stuff that people are really taking issue with. But I just kept writing. I just kept going and going. And uh, then I guess in 2015, I noticed a hashtag was trending. It was like, free Milo or something about Milo, Milo. I'm like, who the fuck is Milo? No idea. (laughs) Who the fuck is Milo? Uh So I click on the hash. The the issue was they took away his blue check mark. Mm. That was when they... They took away his blue check mark. I'm like, 
who the f- never, never heard of this person. Mm-hmm. Then I started reading his stuff and it was hilarious. He's this yeah. flamboyant gay guy. I love flamboyant gay guys. I went to an art school. Like I, they're funny and fun and I get their humor. And I just thought he was one of those, you know, fantabulous out there, loud and proud gay guys. And I just didn't think there was anything evil or problematic about him. Mm -hmm. So I started following him. And then from him, I started discovering the dark side of the web. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and, and like Count Dankula, who actually got arrested in Scotland for his freedom of speech being violated. And and, and, and for the record, right? Like, just so I'm I'm remembering this correctly too. And what he did wrong was okay. I don't know. This would make me sound stupid, but um, was the reason he got arrested because of that YouTube video he posted where he taught his dog to do the Hitler salute? <laughs> so and, yes. It is as dumb as it, it sounds. Was as, yes. It was as bad as it sounds. Okay. Okay. Just because yeah. it legitimately was the dumbest thing ever. The only I had way to, it could have been dumb is, is if they arrested the dog. That would have been the only way they could have <laughs> made like that they, situation. They would have if they could. That's coming next. They're coming for your dog. I was gonna say, yeah, they're coming for my cat. <laughs> Scotland Yard is coming for your dogs, guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I started getting into those personalities and Gavin, who I understand as an anarcho-punk, like, yeah, he grew up in Canada being in hardcore bands, and he was a singer, mm-hmm. actually, in hardcore punk rock bands, and listening to Crass, and shit, that's me, my, you know, where that's how I came up, too, so I don't, I don't see any of these people as evil and problematic, I, I totally understand where they're coming from, but they've just been so smeared that they're untouchable, and it's, it's sad, it's sad, yes. because, I mean, who do we have now to represent the rebelliousness, the that unbridled energy of of rock and roll? I mean, who now is, is mm-hmm. doing that? Nobody, fucking nobody. nobody's allowed to do that. Well, I mean, <laughs> you brought up Johnny Rotten, and I think he spoke out a long time ago about um, Jimmy Savile. And you know, mm-hmm. like and that's what mm-hmm. I think of is like you know these Ooh. punk these punk stars they might yeah, <laughs> they might look like they they tattooed and crazy and they live a wild lifestyle, but I think for the most part they are telling the truth and it pays to listen. Um, mm-hmm. Think about all the kids that could have been saved uh-huh. from abuse, yeah. but they banned you know? Johnny Rotten from being interviewed again, not Savile. Mm, exactly yeah, no that's telling way to go BBC. Yeah, yeah you're really yeah. heroic that was disgusting i mean wow all all the revelations that suddenly came out after savile died was up they, oh, they weren't revelations mm. we all like no, everybody yeah. knew they were there yeah the acknowledgement and, i should say yeah, yeah the yeah. final yes. you know actual acknowledgements <laughs> yeah. yeah pizza gate and and you you brought up Milo and and Gavin and the reason I think that they got canceled so hard is because they were very successful at at making the left look completely ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that was what it really was. I mean, they weren't necessarily, you know, saying just mean things. They were just saying no. exactly what the left was saying, but in a context where you realize how ridiculous it sounds. 
They, they can't stand ridicule. Yeah. They yeah. cannot abide uh, humor, ridicule. Communist countries, socialist countries, the, the Eastern Bloc, fucking red China, uptight, mm -hmm. very uptight mm -hmm. cultures, uh, mm -hmm. very authoritarian, uptight. Comedy always suffers under these regimes. And rock and yes. roll was banned under communism. You couldn't even fucking be punk, you know? But kids mm -hmm. would still do it. And um, I just don't get how everyone rolled over and, and bent over and just said, yeah, give me big pharma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, give me fucking corporations, mm -hmm. you know, ru ruling over us. And I'm just going to buy shit off Amazon all fucking day. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, <sighs> I don't know how quite we got there. I mean, I, I, I could see the beginning of the end for Billy Joe Green Day when he said some shit about fuck Usher or somebody was going over their time. So <laughs> really? that Green Day set list got shut. They were like the last band of the night. So their time got cut down way like in half or something. And so they didn't get to play as many songs. And he was like, fuck this shit. And I was like, yeah, fuck this shit. But then all of a sudden in the news the next morning, it was like, oh, he's been whisked away to a rehab facility because he's so out of control. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just because he said the F word on stage, that the most basic punk rock behavior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, isn't that expected? Isn't that why people buy tickets? Isn't that part of the whole thing? So that's when I started noticing like, oh, shit this isn't good. Uh, they're really suppressing people in, in every which way. And, but it's not, it's literally not the government. So it doesn't count. Yeah. Everything counts. Every suppression. Every, everything counts. Every, yeah. Yeah. Everything counts. And it's not your human right to have a Twitter account. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not my human fucking right to have, but do you know why I got banned? permanently banned on twitter too on twitter yeah I, I, I just tried to follow you on twitter and i can't <laughs> you don't exist there anymore so how'd that happen <laughs> um by poking at the status quo the first time i got uh it was like a 24-hour ban uh because i'm i'm anarcho-punk or whatever i kind of take issue with people that believe in using violence and who call themselves, I don't know, anarcho-communist. So I don't get that, but all right. <laughs> um, so the Antifa, whatever, are they consider them what, whatever, that shit. And I don't. So I said, if you want to fight fascism, punch yourself in the face. And I got reported and I got that 24-hour suspension for me inciting violence. Never mind, I was reacting to all of them on their, you know, all their incitements for violence. I was disagreeing with their incitement for violence. And I'm the one that got, so, okay, I insulted wow. Antifa. Ugh. And then the second time, <laughs> had to do with John Legend. 
somebody on Twitter just put out a quest. Uh, I, I saw on my feed, it said, I don't even remember who wrote it, but somebody wrote, who the hell is John Legend? And so I pushed reply. John Legend, mind you, was not tagged in this conversation. Just somebody wrote, who the hell is John Legend? And I said, <laughs> I said, oh, he's a complete twat. Uh, but not even as, he's not even as bad as his wife. Accurate. Oh, something like that. And uh, pushed I'd have, <laughs> I'd have to reply. <laughs> yes. And uh, almost immediately, I got another ban. Can't say twat. Just because you, I, wrote, I wrote John Legend's name and some lackey was out there constantly <laughs> searching, searching, because he wasn't tagged yeah. in the conversation at all. Would have had to been so, There's something John, about John Legend and Chrissy. I don't again. trust them at all. There's something about them on Twitter. Like if you attack them online, like they have people, they have their minions they're, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minions. I think they're being created. Maybe. Like, I think they already and are Chrissy to some Teigen, degree. They're being me? further groomed and created. Is Chrissy Teigen's face just, like, growing wider every single day? Like, it might I, be. It's like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the more, it's like, maybe it's the more evil she gets, it just goes straight into her face. <laughs> I don't it's usually know. not what happens, but yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? It, I mean yeah. yeah, just, that's when I realized, oh, these, this is a, a protected class of people, mm-hmm. the protected elite class. Oh, and yeah. of course, they're like this with the DNC. Yeah. Uh, tell me there's nothing there. And then the third and final time, somebody posted an article about how um, Hillary Clinton was accusing Tulsi Gabbard of being a Russian spy. I remember that. I, I was rich. This. And uh, evil war hog, and she literally sold uranium to Russia. I I don't remember who posted the article, but it was just a just a political news article Mm -hmm. that came up about her. She wasn't tagged in the conversation, nor did I even name her. Like I didn't even name John Legend in my tweet. I just said, "Oh no, he's just a total twat." Um, yeah, that's true. But with her, with that article, I I commented, "Crazy hags gonna crazy hag." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I didn't. I didn't. She wasn't tagged. She that was wasn't your third made. strike. That was my third strike. Crazy hags oh. gonna crazy hag. And I'm the next I day, I'm I got a permanent Twitter. a permanent ban from Twitter because of mm. hate full conduct because i i called her crazy and a, or a hag i don't know which one was the i don't know because her condition i'm mm-hmm. like oh so you're acknowledging she is crazy by saying that she has a condition and yeah. i shouldn't make fun of it but i digress <laughs> oh <laughs> so that was yeah that was my permanent my third strike and i pushed the appeal thing because uh-huh. I, I i'm like this seems to be some kind of error and then I received another email from Twitter saying, we've reviewed your account and we've found that it's primary purpose. That's how they talk. It's primary <laughs> <Vocal fry>. purpose. 
Yes. And an email was for for spreading hateful content. So my permanent ban is upheld. I mean, I have mm. zero recourse there, which is fucking retarded. But anyway. <laughs> So I'm, I'm only my only uh, mainstream lizard uh, website is Instagram. That's, that's the only. That's my last uh, nor you know normie website. Oh, well, happy! I'm also you haven't been canceled there. I'm on. Yeah. I'm on Gab, but I, I don't really use it that much. Uh, and I'm on Telegram, and Telegram it's just my. It's a mirror site for the memes that I post on my Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. I'm always posting memes on my Instagram stories. Can you connect them? Like, can you connect your um, Instagram mm. account? Uh, no. That would be um, too convenient, right? That would be too convenient. No, they, they, only, they only allow you to, to connect to either Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. So oh, they, they approved, I, I to they approved platforms. Uh-huh. Yeah, the approved <laughs> platforms the exactly. ones that are definitely spying on you for sure yes um and receive government so that, that was my, my my last yeah i have a, a telegram diana death official um where I, I put my memes i just memes that are are on my instagram stories but also sometimes memes that are too spicy mm. Mm. for my instagram yeah. stories because people are just so fragile talking about fragility yeah right people are have comedy fragility so yeah but actually you have a you have a line in that that song um id i'm trying to say id a g f is that right yeah i don't give a fuck yes thank you sorry um there's a song, a line there that needs to be a t-shirt. It says, I'm sorry, you're so weak. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says that That'd so bad. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, you seek. Well, I'm sorry, you're so weak. I mean, that, they're always trying to funnel apologies out of people, siphon apologies out of people. But I have nothing to apologize Exactly. For. Yeah. And that and seems to be the kiss of death for most people who, as soon as they apologize, they get canceled mm-hmm. hardcore. Yeah. Anyway, so you anyway, might as well just go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, nobody <laughs> like, makes I don't it. apologize for shit. Nobody no. makes it big apologize after they apologize. I have nothing, nothing yeah. to apologize for. I nothing. But yeah, like Corey Hart says, "Never surrender," and okay. that's that's one of my theme songs. I I love that song. He, he he wrote a damn good song that Corey Hart. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um that's the only places you can find me nowadays on Instagram. I wish I'd saved my Twitter account. I wish I, I had that archived, but I just don't. I, I mean there was a lot of funny shit in there. I participated <laughs> in the, the great meme war of 2016. <laughs> which we successfully thank you for your you know, service <laughs> that, that was a successful campaign we, yeah. we did it we did it last <laughs> memes did yeah, it we, i mean i was i i have chatelet on vinyl dude like i was spinning it out <laughs> in the clubs i was memeing i was doing everything i could you know to help that mischievous but positive energy 
Yeah. I'm just curious, um, you know, because you brought up 2016, did when when all of that was going on, did you lose any friendships over the past four years? And oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. There was a whole crew of of musicians that I used to constantly tour with and, and record with and constantly would gig with these people and they were shit started feeling weird in 2015 when all of them were campaigning for Bernie Sanders and I just didn't give a fuck yeah I didn't go with them <laughs> I didn't care I just didn't give a shit I I didn't care but they cared a lot and they noticed that I didn't care and that started the mm, but then, yeah, after the, the election and they could sniff out that I wasn't as miserable as they were. Oh, yeah, I didn't get invited to the annual Christmas party. I didn't get invited to New Year's. I didn't get every April there would be this huge birthday <sighs> blowout. I was born in April. And a lot of us in this music uh, bunch, like five of us, we're born within the same week in April, and all of a sudden, I wasn't invited to that April mm. thing anymore. Um, pool parties in the summer, I wasn't invited to anymore, but everyone else I was in a band with was, just mm -hmm. not me. Uh, mm. Shit like that, shit like that would happen. But, I mean, I was feeling really low, because that was my crew for about five years straight, just constant gigging, touring, recording constantly for yeah. five years, half a decade. Um, but luckily, uh, Moonrunner from Razor Nights, he went to a Chinese rocks show and he talked to me after the gig and he's like, you know what, I have some songs that I'd like to, to try to play and uh, I wonder what you think of them. And he emailed the songs, a couple of demos and I was really impressed. There mm -hmm. were good tunes. Cocaine was one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, sorry, I'm in the city. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that was perfect timing because I was feeling so low and so shunned and like, oh, uh, just mm -hmm. rejected and dejected. And he he in, put new new life into me and, and we collaborated and, and Razor Nights is just, I mean, I, I feel like it's it's tough, it's fun, it's punk, a little bit of metal, it's yeah. very influenced by the late 70s, uh, Thin Lizzy, Runaways, just kind of glam, kind of punk, I don't know, it's fun. It's just, I feel like, yeah, these are good songs, these are... I, I enjoy playing them. I, I do both rhythm and lead guitar. I feel like I have the freedom to fly, you know, on my instrument. And mm -hmm. I, awesome. I really, and they don't judge me. <laughs> These motherfuckers don't judge me. In fact, we are able to have politically incorrect comedy sessions at practice and, and there's no holds barred. I mean, we, we never offend each other. We, we just talk like, normal human beings who are into rock and yeah. roll talk and it works for us but the local papers pretend like we don't exist mm -hmm. and the local radio doesn't 
spin our music, even though we're the most diverse band in San Diego. Ah. We're the most diverse band, but it's, we... But it's, your ideas are not conformist enough, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we don't, we don't get rotation at all. We, we get zero rotation, zero... Um, I mean... The guys in my band, they don't really care. They're like, ah, fuck San Diego. Anyway, it's just a, a one town in, in the whole entire world. But you'd think with all of us having so much experience locally and, and being known yeah. individually, each of us, you know, and coming together and, and forming. We put out an LP. Nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> we put out videos. No one wanted to, to show them or review them. Only I had to find... Um, a website out of Austria, Musicholics. Wow. They were the only out of fucking Austria of all places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find a PR person locally. I couldn't pay anyone. I could not yeah. find someone to represent us and give us press on a local level. I, they wouldn't even take my money to do wow. it. They wouldn't even fucking take my money to represent us and, and give us any fucking press. I had to write to this, this website in Austria or they found me or I, I don't remember how that happened exactly, but, but it happened that way. That was the only way they, they gave me an interview and they pushed IDGAF on their platform, which, you know, like thousands of people saw, which was cool. But I mean, yeah, it's hard to, to get people to, to want to, listen to this type of stuff i don't know why and then gavin played our music a few times yeah. a few times and i'm really thankful for that because i mean i he's a free speech person and mm -hmm. to be accepted by the free speech community of of punk rock rejects you know <laughs> or whatever who no longer fit in um right is a good it's it's cool to that sort of acknowledgement at least for yeah. me the other guys in the band aren't as outspoken on the free speech tip as i am that's more my thing but you know for me they vibe I, with it yeah yeah so that's to important uh-huh yeah they're they're really supportive and cool and i'm so glad i'm so thankful they came into my life at the right time because i was very feeling low and shunned and not knowing where my next gig was going to come from. Just like, uh, you know? Yeah. It was bad. I think a lot Shit. of us kind of feel that way in this, in different ways, but I mean, we, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of us have lost friends over the past four years oh. over, cause it, the last four years has really forced you to kind of decide what you really think mm -hmm. um, and how you they really feel about on the things. battle lines. You know, yeah. Yeah. it really did. All of us are nonviolent. You know, none of us are yeah. just, fighting and bitching for no reason but like they've put us in this position yeah. yeah i i can't help but be the way that i am i'm not gonna stop being me I'm living my truth yeah. my truth yeah girl, as a, yeah, girl you're so living far. your truth <laughs> yeah listen to brown right? female voices amplify uh, brown immigrant female voices I guess you know, you're not proud but enough. Not me, but not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not you. Not mine. Yeah, no, we're gonna, we're gonna cancel you. <laughs> Fucking hilarious yeah. how that works. Really? Yeah. But I, I, I just it's poetic. Continue. 
you know, and you get to put that into your music. You get to put that into, you know, wherever your, your comedic outlets, like the fact that you knock on wood, haven't been canceled off of Instagram. You, you'll still be on telegram, like your yeah. personality, because like you said, you were forged in fires of not fitting <laughs> <Many> in. <mores. laughs> <laughs> like you Many were forged. Mores, yeah. yeah. And, um, and well, you were forged before the meme wars, you know, you were ready for that. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize how important individuality was going to be until now. I mean, it's like, you know, honestly, I'm younger than both of you guys. And so I got to grow up maybe, maybe even a little bit more naive. Like I'm a nineties child. Mm -hmm. I was born in 1990. So, you know, everything was roses. <laughs> Everything was roses until the Twin Towers came down. And yeah, right, right. And then the NSA and all this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, I was too young to know that it wasn't st like, other than obviously that was very traumatic to see and witness. And, and I'm from, I'm from Maryland. So I think I've said before, like I knew people, you know, that new people that were either in DC that day and were very concerned or like, you know, new people that were related to people that died in the twin tower mm. collapse. So, you know, that was, I got to kind of have like somewhat of a happy childhood, you know, thank Thank you, parents. Thank you, mom and dad, mom, who is listening. Um, and but like you guys, you two in particular, because you are about the same same age-ish and you grew up in the same era, you got to see like a little bit more of kind of the wave. And yeah, um, yeah. So I like came out and just all, took all this stuff for granted, you know, like when I grew up, when I grew up, you know, we're all special but like not in a participation trophy way, you know, like, right. but like we, I saw that like the tail end of like, as I continued to grow up, I did see the participation trophy stuff come in. But like, I also like was just taught as a kid and, and we all like kind of believed for a time, right. Until it, we got told something else that we were special, we were unique and who you were as an individual, like you were important. Mm. And then, and then it kind of just got like, abused and like I don't know mollified like just this awful I think thing happened where maybe people a little bit older than you that were have than you two that were having kids like kind of destroyed my generation or, like the incoming generation um, well we also grew up without internet I think we were the last that's true too yeah. people who grew up before you know the internet and, and social media and all that stuff so we have a different perspective, yep. I think, because of that. Yeah. We, well, I, I mean, think I remember to be more individual because yeah. I know I was a latchkey kid. Both my parents worked. So I had to get, kind of like go home and make myself my own like snack and do my mm -hmm. own homework on my own time. What does that yeah, even mean, latchkey kid? <laughs> like you know, like your parents give you a key and you oh. go, when you, you go home by yourself and take care uh -huh. of yourself. Nowadays, if that happens, some the car, somebody will call the, the cops on you. Yeah, on yeah. your parents. You can't. Yeah. I my parents would leave me, and I remember sitting in Kroger in the car. My mom just left me in the car in the middle of summer in East Tennessee to go grocery shopping because I didn't want to go in, and nobody cared. I would when I got hot, I just opened the door and just <laughs> hung out in the parking lot. <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> 
you know, that's what it was. I mean, and I mean, I'm sorry that you guys didn't get to grow up in the 80s because that was such a great time. Oh, I feel like I did. It was the best time to be a kid was the 80s. Oh, the 80s was so much fun. Everything was pretty much like that decade in particular was so much fun to be a child in because we oh, had yeah. Garfield, E.T., ALF, like all, all this Goonies, all this stuff that was mm-hmm. marketed, made for us. And it was just a colorful, fun True. time. Music was amazing. You, anywhere on the dial, on the radio, yep. at any given moment was playing a good song. And I, I devoured I mean, And it was so diverse dial. in the 80s. You had Everything like was, rap in the eighties was was its own thing, and then you had mm-hmm. pop, and then you had new wave. You had so yeah. many kinds of like today. You just don't and have jams. a diversity of music. Yeah. <laughs> now I really love smooth jams. Now I have a whole crate yeah. full of like smooth jams and, <laughs> nice. and yacht rock and all Ooh. that stuff. Wait, I what is yacht rock? Is <laughs> it genre? Look it I oh, mean, it's that like sounds, that sounds like my summer. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I love it. I won't be on a yacht, but I can get down with that. <laughs> yeah, the 80s was just, it was multicultural. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, we had Boy George and Dead or Alive and all kinds of queer artists and, and gender yes. benders going on. But I don't know. We just, it was more fun, lighthearted. We didn't take quotas of this shit. You yeah, know, we didn't just let we it happen. Over it wasn't important it. and it didn't matter. It was just, I don't know, we just accepted it all. It was just part of life. We were multicultural and, and accepting, and the 90s was very much that way too. And oh, we yeah. lost sight of, I don't know, all, the, all this shit about taking account okay, how many people are this color and how many people are that? Ugh. We didn't, we didn't yeah, take tallies before yeah. we just lived and had friends that were all different i don't know it was just different it was better less uptight i wish we could get back to that i feel like humanity reached its peak like from the late 60s to the early 90s and then yeah <laughs> definitely having a great like, time if, here <laughs> do you remember when um twisted sister and um okay Okay. John Denver, Denver Frank Zappa. Yes. Wait, <laughs> did they collab? In Congress. Yeah, they they, they they had to collab because Tipper Gore and um, her minions were trying to censor music, basically. Yeah, the, and they the were PMRC, trying to fight against that. Parents Musical Resource Center. And there were Democrats, and which yes. is funny. People forget about Not that. Surprised. But anyway, yeah. It, well, now... It, it's it's uncool who the fuck would stand up in front of congress now nobody besides me they would be Uh, on the side of aoc (laughs) (laughs) i'm sad that there was no women it was only men musicians that stood up and did that i'm kind of disappointed in in the lady musician like there was no female representation at that but Mm -hmm. yeah but still a diverse group of musicians. Yeah, Dee Snyder, John Denver, Frank Zappa. Who'd have thunk That's that they'd awesome. all be able to come together and, and right. stand up for the same thing. Yeah, yeah. that was very, very was, cool. Yeah, I feel like that, I, I don't know. And maybe I don't want to just be like a Debbie Downer and just say like those days are gone. And, you know, maybe to some degree that they are. But 
Um, kind of how you were saying, Diana, how like you and the other like fringe individualist musicians, like you guys are finding each other. Mm-hmm. And just like Jesse and I have found each other. Just yeah. like all the other people. And, and like we found you, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you you guys, was it on Instagram? Instagram, we found you. Well, yeah. actually, so you were in a, I don't, actually, Anarchy Ball. Uh, where is he these days? No idea. Honestly, he's probably been canceled. But Anarchy Ball started an ANCAP girls chat. Mm-hmm. And I think we were all in it. Mm-hmm. I it think still that's exists. What it was. And then but we I think all, like, he's friended, gone. We all like added each other. Yeah. yeah, we're like, whoa, what's up, ladies? This was, it <laughs> yeah. was nice. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yo, you exist. Like, this is cool. <laughs> Like yeah, that's how we alone. that's how we met that's how we met Carrie Wedler. Like that's how we met so many other fun people. Yeah, yeah that's how I met so, uh, Dream Machine and Gabby from Barbecue, who I actually ended up touring with and playing lead guitar for. And I awesome. love her; she's great. But I mean, she got canceled or attempted to be canceled for writing a song called "Savage," and then I think who was it? Doja Cat or Cardi B or somebody came out with a song oh, called Savage recently. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Well. Got it. So somebody else. It. Doja Cat. Somebody, somebody bigger. Oh, one, one of them. <laughs> one of them. I, I get them all mixed up. I couldn't they're even tell the, you They're is. all the same. That's the reason. Like, Gross. I mean, let's just be real. Like, they all pretty much sing the same songs. They all look the same, just about. Mm-hmm. They're, you know. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. I get them all confused for each other. They're all the same. They're all, that's what I mean. Like there's no diversity in the music industry anymore. They just keep mm-hmm. making cookie cutters of like the same person. And they have the same, it's, it's like gross cookies. Oh my yeah. God. It's still Lady Gaga, Katy Perry and and Madonna rearing her, you know, God, dusty head. Madonna just goes And they're not even allowed to be controversial. <laughs> like they could each individually be a controversial figure, but Madonna's they're not crying about the patriarchy. What the fucking oh, patriarchy you were flashing your tits and ass to for many a decade? Yeah, right. That patriarchy? That patriarchy? Yep. What? <laughs> Cry into your money bag. It's clearly worthless Fuck. at this point. It's insane. <sighs> But yeah, I I don't know. We're so used to the pendulum swinging back and forth. There would be a Democrat president, then a Republican president, then a Democrat president, then a Republican. We were just so used to society going back and forth. It was just the natural order of things. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't even. The end in sight is for this far, 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 far left swing. Way the yeah. fuck to where I can't even see it anymore. Fucking way the fuck out in left field, left. Yeah, yeah. Especially with our president, I, I who's basically weakened at Bernie's right now. Like I don't know, like what? I don't know what we're doing. Like I don't. I, that's what, what he's I don't doing. know. It's bad. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know, know what he's doing. <laughs> the the doesn't inspire much confidence in zero confidence. I'm, I, mean, I mean, it just doesn't. I mean, you know, I guess anybody uh, might assume that his handlers are, you know, capable, um, but I don't trust those people either. No, because they're they're no. clearly lying about the health of a of, of of a man that should be left alone in Delaware with his dogs that may or may not bite people <laughs> and shit all over the rug. And I'd shit all over the rug too. <laughs> 
I mean, I like <laughs> there is unhappiness in the home. Yeah, animals pick up shitty vibes from people. That's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they pick up good vibes too from good people. Yes, they can. That's what they do. You know, and um, it's magnetism, right? Like, so again, back to like the we find each other. It's magnetism. Yeah. And um, yeah. You know, the fact that you're you're with your bandmates now, right at a moment where you said like you felt you like you really needed them, and they mm-hmm. found you. And yeah, they found me. <sighs> I mean. Thank God. I'm glad that makes me happy for you. Cause I, we've all probably had an experience and even maybe still on a day-to-day basis, like the internet has, it's obviously it's problems, it's flaws. And like you guys said, like life in the eighties growing up without it was spectacular. And I'm sure it was, um, you know, I always <laughs> felt like I was born in the wrong time. Like I should have lived through the hippie era like that's who I am I feel like you know and then I would have met you guys in the 80s like (laughs) but you know that's it's just not how it played out um for me so you know I'm just but again it's like you were saying like I connect all of that like that is my ethos and so I didn't understand any of this philosophy this libertarian anarchist philosophy until much later like much more recent in my life but when I found it, it was like something that always fit. It was always, you know, respectful of the individual and we individually mattered. And of course, like, you know, I don't know, like I always say, like, I'm a humanist and, you know, I think we all matter, but like, you know, we all have to kind of give each other the, that benefit that Mm -hmm. like each other person, each, every single other person matters. And, um, you know, I think I've only gotten better and more pure in my, in my thinking and not in like a closed minded way, but like a trying to live out my life the way I think I ethically should. Mm-hmm. And, 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 right. would, and I would hope other and, and be an example for others too. Um, I try to always not be a bother to other people because yeah. every time I leave the fucking house, somebody's always being a bother to me, you know, getting in my way, impeding my ability to try to be to, considerate. To, yeah. Inconsiderate. Yeah. I always try to be considerate and, and, you know, I put my shopping cart in the fucking thing. I'm yeah. one of those people. <laughs> I put my shopping I put, cart back. I put my basket where the baskets go. I, I, I yeah, I I'm do one of those the things. People. I do the things. I do the things. I try to make it. Lo- I try to make it easier on other people because I know how hard mm-hmm. it all is, you know. And we're mm-hmm. and it really does take us all doing those little stupid things, and not being assholes to each other, you know. Even even if we don't interact with each other, we just have to not be assholes to each other. But yeah, like, don't, yeah. just don't impede. Just don't people, be a yeah. hindrance. Yeah, that's it. Don't be that's a bother. <laughs> don't be a bother. Yeah, like one of my best friends' mom has a saying: "Is like, leave someone better off than when you found them," mm. which I think is a good way to kind of look at life. You know, you know, try to be. If you can't be it, something good to them, then just leave them be. But I think that, that we should try to be a better thing in the world than we, you know, mm. than, than what we are seeing right now. And especially like you guys are kind of talking about, like, leave things be. It's like let people just be themselves. Like what is it hurting you to see a dude wearing a dress or, you know, like what somebody like not wearing a they, mask when they get children involved. <laughs> yep. That's when I get that's the messed up. Yeah. Part. Yep. 
that's uh, th because that, then we get yeah. into consent and ability of the individual, their yep. autonomous self, you know, being infringed upon with puberty yep. blockers and all this weird shit. I'm sorry, but that's some weird shit. It's that's well, and that is shit. that is actually harming somebody. Then you're it messing is. them up for like you're not letting them make a decision for, for their future. Clout at brunch with your yeah. girlfriends over mimosa number three. Yeah, I have a trans <laughs> kindergartner. That's just yeah. I, I agree with that. Gross. Is questioning. Oh, is the questioning. I'd be like, what did you do? <laughs> and can we save your child? Why can't parents accept their children the way they were born? In our generation, right? what happened to that? Yourself, accept yourself. Hey, that's you what born. I'm talking about. You, you are enough. You are enough right yeah yeah but these kids unfortunately for their parents are not enough they're not enough uh, that's so it's tragic because the to parents me. are parents in people fucking you know? horrible. yeah and then, and then i feel so bad yeah. yeah i'm glad yeah, that, i think that, about myself as a kid because i was a tomboy mm -hmm. and i hated wearing dresses and all that stuff for a period of time and what my sister if my parents were parents today they would probably try to put me on hormone blockers or we've talked about that my sister and i like she was a tomboy like she is so my brother is two years younger than me my sister's five years younger than me so she was my brother's little brother mm. you know like she grew up doing boy things and playing video games playing all the boy sports i didn't play sports i couldn't i'm not coordinated couldn't do that but she grew up being his little brother, basically. And, um, you know, like we've all kind of joked in a weird, dark way that honestly, if she were born to other parents or like maybe more modern, quote unquote, modern, progressive, forward thinking parents, they would have put her on puberty blockers because they would have been like, oh, I guess she's clearly a boy. I was oh, like, no, it's so not. weird that isn't she's that reinforcing <laughs> gender stereotypes and the binary right? again this, yeah or, exactly right you can't have both ways that's guys. the contradictions yeah Morons. that's their it, yeah inconsistent values that they can't seem they just they, they're not consistent with their own selves <laughs> it's driving that drives me nuts <laughs> yeah it's like the gun control thing it's like let's take all the guns away but then that means that the cops that we hate have all the guns so yeah well, the only the only government <laughs> entities are allowed to have a private protection what yeah only yeah. the politicians can can have armed guards what yeah nothing can go and, wrong oh, with that and, and john legend <laughs> john legend can uh, armed, all those motherfuckers but not us not not the peasantry not the proles not the, the citizens plebes. yeah oh god yeah. no yeah gross and Which, i don't understand why why more feminists don't jump on <sighs> the whole like arm yourself ladies type of shit what that gun control is sexist in it it's racist it's sexist like you know it, classist it, most of all yeah yeah that's huge and that covers everything you know Everybody well they want to raise taxes on, on on gun registration fees and and yep. ammo and all this Again, shit. you're just fucking over the further exactly further and you're keeping women who are in before. domestic violence situations from accessing a gun if they want mm -hmm. to escape a violent situation so yep. they can't defend themselves and their children in case something happens yeah right. that's pretty awful that's they want us yeah. to police ourselves police our own communities but we're not allowed to have the tools to do that with yeah yeah 
Or they I mean, want to prevent us from having the tools to to police our own homes with, you know? Yeah, like, and I think how, they, how's it going of, in Portland, guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, well I, mean, I think the, the bottom line with these people is they don't trust themselves. They don't, no. they, they do, don't think that they're capable. And I think that's like their own insecurities they're putting on to the rest of the world and putting on to us. And that's what I, it's how I see it. Because when we were talking to Maj Touré, that's one of the things that oh, we mentioned. he's great. He's, he's great. So yeah. Because awesome. the key, the thing is, these people are so afraid of guns because they don't know how guns work. Mm-hmm. But when you, that, that's what you're supposed to do. When you get a gun is go learn, train, and then you become comfortable with it. Then it doesn't become this like scary thing that you want to take out of everybody's hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really fun. He has some uptight takes every now and then, but, but I yeah. like him a lot. <laughs> I get exactly. He's just, he's just doing his thing. He's being himself. And mm-hmm. I think getting a message out that's quite unpopular, but should be heard by everybody should be considered, you know, we should be allowed to Make consider the these great things. Again. Right. Do it. <laughs> I mean, that would solve our problem. That would solve a lot of people's problems. That would make their lives better. You know, some yeah. stupid white person only BLM rally that doesn't do anything pro black people. You know, what he's doing is actually trying to improve those people's lives. Right. Empower. He empowers Empower. a lot of women. Empower. Yes. And, uh, Antonia Olkofor, she's uh-huh. uh, also out there, like really doing a lot of great work. Yeah. And, uh, she yeah i love her there there's a lot of really cool people out there but they don't get as much play Attention. you know for some yeah. reason their their voices aren't as amplified and it's sad right i love hotep nation those guys mm-hmm. crack me yeah. up every thursday i, I watch uh hotep's been told you and they're <laughs> yeah there's they always have a funny perspective but smart you know yeah it's it's yeah. comedy it's a mixture of comedy and and good observation just common sense observation yeah and uh, jericho green he's another one on youtube i really enjoy and uh, even funny. sticks sticks hex and hammer the based gothic nerd i like a lot <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to think oh romanian tv romanian okay. tv i love that guy because he, he, I think he's probably around the same age as me, you know, probably late thirties, early forties, but he, he grew up, he's, he lives in Romania. So he definitely understands socialist communist. Uh, and even the way the, the apartments are constructed, he's like showing you, this oh, is geez. communist buildings. You know, this is the way it is. You don't want this shit. Trust me. Yeah. You don't want this shit. He's always trying to, to sound the alarm on, on that type of culture yeah, yeah. And, and you guys so thank you for having this awesome you know venue outlet for this type of expression because yeah we always we're <laughs> few and far between so we always find each other yep yes so those of us Hopefully that are bold enough to to step out you know out of the box i've always been a bit yeah. different you know mm-hmm. oh yeah I always, (laughs) my parents can tell you, I have never liked being told what to do. So (laughs) it's just never changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was even, um, I'm, you know, I've been 
locked in my room and locked in the garage like once or twice like you know but I'm generally I was generally an obedient child I'm generally just you know a, a, ple- a people pleaser but you know I maybe there's always been this part of me that's like I don't want to do something I don't want to do if I really truly think there's no reason for me to be doing it and mm-hmm. so like people telling me that I should do things just because they and, and like me thinking that I need to do what they told me just because they told me to do it that's never added up. I've always kind of like tried to put two and two together. And if it didn't make sense, I was like, mm, you know, let me see if I can ignore this. It's getting kind of harder to ignore. Um, yep. The so arbit- many fingers wagging at you the, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. The tyranny of the arbitrariness, you know, I felt like it's been um, at best the end of this past year. At worst, it's been actual like legitimate tyranny. Um and so, yeah, I mean, you're welcome. Uh, thank you, though, for like coming on with us and hanging out and uh, being another person that we can talk to, like on a real person to person level. Hell yeah. And for representing yeah. this stuff and like just that personality and like the no apologies, like be who you are. And you're that person in a scene that is definitely trying to suppress, oddly enough, like it's an, it's oddly an art enough. form. And indeed, you're trying to be, they're trying to suppress you. So, you know, we definitely appreciate your rebellious nature and, um, thank you. <laughs> you know, totally support yes. all of our listeners going to check out your stuff. Like you said, um, you're on, you're active on Instagram. You're active on telegram. Are you, are you on SoundCloud? Like where, where else can they find? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, I do. I have a SoundCloud where I okay. dump just random demos of shit that of bands that broke up before we ever released anything just just random little demos that i have sitting around the house of of different stuff some of it's just me on the casio yeah Uh, just weird little little things there's a cover of a menudo song on there (laughs) uh yeah there's a lot of just nice little odds and ends of songs Mm -hmm. that i've i've done on soundcloud um, but yeah, also Razor Nights on YouTube. We have a channel. Okay. They haven't blocked and we'll you there pro- yet. And I'm going to make sure that Cam plays your um, IDGAF song. Um, <laughs> is there and is there another song that you think that would be a good? Um, I I sent another song, uh, Free for All, that I wrote yeah. about the great the great toilet paper um, <laughs> scare right. of 2020. <laughs> all right oh my so we're definitely okay. gonna i'm gonna have no. cam <laughs> play both yeah. those songs somehow yeah one will be the intro one will be the outro we'll let him decide cam's our music our production wizard so yeah <laughs> thanks cam. So, oh, cool yeah Thank all you. right so we'll definitely do that so that they get a taste of what you guys are working on yeah, yeah. and then um i don't know is there anything else you feel like we didn't touch on that you want to say or you know maybe we'll just have to connect again sometime oh no thank you so much for giving me the chance to just run my mouth and talk about (laughs) the chronology of how i got to this point i appreciate i always appreciate people's histories you know it matters because i've i've been on a couple podcasts but no one ever actually asked me how i got to the spot you know where i am now so Mm -hmm. it, it was definitely a progression of, of things that happen. And, and the more they, they try to ban me, the more I know that I'm seeing things that are factual, because if I was just farting into the wind, 
exactly. you know, saying meaning, completely meaningless things. No one would care enough exactly. to ban me. So that's mm-hmm. how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> or ban us. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think that's a good point. And it does, you know, it's relatable to a lot of us. Um, I think Instagram just uh, kicked a bunch of our um, comrades off recently. Yeah. Um, So hopefully they've all kind of figured out a way to get back on and or I don't know, we'll have to, we'll have to catch up with some people. But um, so speaking of uh, social media and how much it sucks, but you know, why does, we might as well use it while we can. Yeah, um, yeah. We're like we all alluded to throughout this episode. We found Diana on Instagram, so you can all find us there at Voluntary Vixens. Um, we're still on Twitter. Uh, Jesse mostly uh, mans it, um, or womans it. Um, yeah. At Vixens Voluntary. <laughs> and. Um, Let's see. You know, we are trying to branch out and we're going to do some different, um, different uh, platform things like, cause it's, it's time to expand. Um, you know, I think back to, we did an episode of like a month or so, maybe two months ago now with Jason Bassler and he's on like 13 apps. <laughs> he's on 13 <laughs> platforms and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we should probably, you know, head in that direction, especially like as we kind of all figure out what, the big move is and um i'm and still I, I still never even looked at bit shoot i should probably figure that guys, out well you guys as musicians that are kind of getting suppressed you guys should definitely check out like bit shoot and odyssey and mm-hmm. like get your stuff out there just where like nobody nobody cares nobody's gonna ban you nobody can ban you so fuck being yeah. banned <laughs> <laughs> Well, if motherfuckers would stop reporting me for bullshit. Losers. <laughs> Losers. Yeah. Losers. People need to get a life, you know? Go get some hobbies. Get a meaningful Indeed. job. Maybe have some kids, but don't fuck them up, please. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> and on that note, um, Jesse, how about you take us out of here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, um, we're going to keep it sane and keep it peaceful and keep it voluntary. Mm-hmm.